What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, I don't know who's on the other side of the glass, spin the one and twos today. But we are here with you, the Wednesday edition, and we're here with you, brought to you by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call, okay? Be patient with us on the phones, too. They've had some technical difficulties back at the uh, ticket compound with the phone, so be patient with us. Uh, but, yeah, give us a call. If you couldn't get through yesterday and you want to parlay that takeover today, feel free to do that. And anything that we're discussing on the de- uh, docket today, you want to weigh in, do that as well, too. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter, Twitter, can't even talk today, or follow me, okay? I'm born follow, but if you got to message me or say, oh, yeah, what about that, Cal? Or you want to be critical. That's the you're only ones I get really troll, Cal. So that's they want to troll you at Sports Grind. That's all I get. Not a social media guy. It's cost me a gang of money to not be in there, but, man, you got me two to four. Come see me then. I'll tweet every once in a while. But follow me on Twitter anyway, all right? And if you want to leave comments during the show and stream the show live, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Ground Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and you can leave those comments, and we'll re- I'll respond to those in real time live, or if not, I'll respond to them later. 1-800-707-9760. And don't forget, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast daily. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right. So just again, if you've missed the show since last Friday and you missed the show and this is your first show tuning in this week, I did announce that today is going to be our last show here this Christmas week break. So we'll be off today. Uh, I think you're supposed to have a best of tomorrow, but whatever. You know how I feel about best ofs. This is, I mean, you know, they asked for it. I'm never really, you know, want to do it, but I guess, you know, the stations asked for it. So anyway, but... We're off tomorrow, be back Tuesday, and then that's it. So if you can't tune in, I mean, we're not going to be on the rest of the week, but next week, whatever happened this weekend or whatever goes on and you want to get off your chest and you want to troll me or whatever, make sure you tune in next Tuesday because that's the last time you're going to get me for the rest of the year. Might be the last time you get me, period. I don't know, but you'll get, it'll be the last time you get me uh, that Tuesday. Better not say that in the advertising. What, what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm just joking. Anyway, so that's the program announcement. But for today, before we get out of here, we definitely got some things to get to because uh, we've got a lot of things popping off this coming up weekend over the holidays, Christmas Day games, NBA. You know, this I was thinking this is the first time in a while NBA has had to compete with the NFL on Christmas Day. Good luck with that, NBA. They spent all these time giving these marquee matchups. I mean, we're going to get Memphis and Golden State, but that's not as sexy as what it was when it came out. Uh, depending uh, based on the Golden State Warriors struggles, which I'll touch on that here shortly. You know, they've given us some other matchups, and it really doesn't matter this year because the NFL is playing on Christmas. So, but it's it's good for the sports fan, though. I mean, because you really get to double dip on your NBA and your football, you know, so you've got that going on. Also, um, 
what else we got? We've got uh, college that, you know, this is the recruiting period. I mean, everything's changed now, but, you know, this is the recruiting per- period and official signing. So it's official now because I know some people were nervous just saying like, hey, man, I know we wooed them on the recruiting trail. Speaking of Archie Manning, but nothing's official, especially with the transfer portal, especially you never know in these days and times, but it's official. He signed. So he is coming to the state capitol in Austin. Uh, you know, congratulations to Sark and the whole crew who played a part in that recruiting him. Uh, I've told you before, despite what I feel about Sark, uh, was not a big fan of him getting the job. I don't think he should have. But I've also said I think that's going to buy him at least probably two more years with him. You know, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. So you've got signings continue to go on. Um, you've got other people basically joining the party. With uh, Jeff Trailer, we t- spent some time on that in regards to Jeff's treat, uh, tweet about, you know, the uh, recruitment and the transfer portal of some of his guys coming Coaching from these power fives. Yeah, well, he's got some other guys that are in power fives. Uh, Narduzzi, you know, uh, Salami's always a big fan of him. I, I'm Pat. I, I mean, you know, he's down there at Pitt. I don't I don't feel a certain way with him, uh, you know, but he's done a decent job, but he's chimed in, you know. Um I'll talk I'll try to get to that because it's weird that that's coming out. I saw that this morning, but the truth of the matter is we talked about similar to that spinning with Jeff Trailer's tweet tweet that he sent out. Also, so you've got that NBA, your uh, what do you got? Okay, you're good. Okay, so NBA, uh, your Spurs are off today. They'll be back in action tomorrow in the 504 versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, um, so they're off. What I wanted to get uh, with the Spurs, because I remember you saying something about this in regards to the Dome update and tickets. I know they came out with an update a few days ago in regards to that, you know, part of the 50th anniversary at the Dome, Golden State's coming to town. Where are we at? Uh, What were you telling me on the ticket sales now? Well, that the team announced uh, via a press release uh, this weekend that, that the sales have passed the 45,000 mark. Of course, it's still 20 shy of their goal of 65,000. Um, but already, if all four, you know, with, with ticket sales and if you get all 45,000 people to show up the day of the game, it's going to be the largest attended uh, basketball, NBA game uh, in the state of Texas. Um and uh, obviously, then the most attended Spurs game ever. But it's not sixty, though, right? You're not at sixty-five thousand okay. yet. You're still twenty thousand shy. Um, with what? That's uh, the New Year's. So I think we got about fifteen days left. When is that uh, game? Oh no, sorry, we almost have a full month because it's the January thirteenth. Um. Yeah, because I know when we first talked this, I said they're not getting sixty. They're not getting sixty. Um, also, but you know, 40,000, you know, I also said that basically I feel like they would have to do something gimmicky. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna have a bobblehead at night. If anything, they've lowered the tickets really cheap. I mean, the first 5k they sold were like for $10 tickets and they are set to do another round of $10. Oh, well, you will see Then I'm right then. Then this is, this is the, the, I mean, then I'm, then, then I won that one. I told you, it wasn't going to be, first of all, it's sad. You would think that they should be able to just say, hey, man, we're coming back to the Dome. This is 50. You wouldn't have to go ahead and mark them all the way down. You'd have to do another round just to go ahead and meet this goal since this is the one national televised game that the Spurs are getting this year. Now, looking at timelines, there's a good chance. First of all, and I was going to say this the other day. I was like, you know what? This is going to be the game that Kerr is going to sit out everybody. 
But I thought about it. Well, first of all, we know there's a good chance Steph's not going to be here in this game. Now, depending on that, I heard that there was a couple weeks, maybe one to two weeks with Steph. Maybe they stretched that out. I mean, they've got their own problems in general. I want to talk about that here shortly. But, but props to them in regards to what they've accomplished so far. Speaking of Spurs sports and entertainment and the, and the marketing group to kind of, you know, put this a part of what they want to do. The city work with them, you know, the whole dome. So did you get 40,000 plus still in a season that's like this with a bunch of guys that a lot of these fans showing up don't even know who this is? It's going to be like that uh, major league movie. Who the hell's that guy? Well, half the people showing up to the Dome ain't going to know most of these guys on this roster, but it's props to them from pulling it off, you know. Couldn't sell the naming rights for sponsorship for the AT&T Center, but, man, if we can find a way just to fit about 50,000 people in the Dome, the easy stuff you know that that's the that, that, to me that's the hard stuff the easy stuff is just like come on and i'm still waiting until i get an email from them and piss off somebody to explain why they don't be like well again i still stand by what i said could have had that or close that at 19 five-time champion we got today just naked on top of, i guess we'll stick with it <sighs> i bet you whoever was doing that was calling negotiating nah, i think we're okay okay I was taught at 18, 19, it's like two no's and you go. Minimum. Just embarrassing. Anyway, moving on. Baseball. Talk about change of, uh, I don't know if you call it change of heart or just pretty much who Carlos Correa really is. He's going to be a New York Met. I mean, last week we're like, hey, man, this contract, which I thought it was bad. I still think this one's probably bad. They shaved one year off because I think San Fran was giving them 13. They got 12 with the Mets. The Mets. The money's still pretty much the same. Now, I forgot. Who's his agent? Is it? Is it? Um, it's Scott Boris isn't his agent, right? I forgot who his agent is. Um, no, it's not Drew. No, he has Scott Boris. Is it Scott Boris? Mm-hmm. Go figure. No wonder. Remember the Astros when they got eliminated the year before last, okay? And I remember Carlos Correa had some comments. And I knew right there, like, look, good ball player, had a hell of a run with the Astros. But I knew right there he had a response about, because they asked, well, what's your intentions? You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to Houston? Well, Astros got my number. They know how to get on. They got my number. This proves right here that – there was nothing – well, I can't say nothing. It wasn't really about the presentation that the San Francisco Giants put on for Carlos Correa to go with the Giants. This was about the money. It was all about the money. Supposedly, there was a disconnect regards to this physical. There's a disagreement with the physical the Giants took based off of maybe – and I don't even know what the details of what they what red flag popped up, but it, it, it stemmed from the physical – Carlos side led by Scott Boris they disagree supposedly allegedly the reports out there that you know San Fran told them that we were willing to continue to negotiate but they never followed through they never called at the same time here come the Mets and they sign them and let me tell you the Mets are all in the Mets have spent that owner that's got the Mets now he has spent a gang load of money in the last two calendar years and if you ask me, and I ain't talking about history class, so before people like Dave Munoz get all upset and everything, that, that bleeds Yankees, I'm going to tell you right now, they're better. I, I understand that's always going to be a Yankees town. They're better than Yankees. They got a better roster than the Yankees, and they're a better shot to win the World Series than the Yankees next year. They're better structured. The Yankees got some things. They've got some things to figure out. 
They've got some things to figure out. Um, you know, I know they got the big goal that was supposed to set to accomplish once winter meeting started, and that was to keep Judge in New York. They accomplished that. But close to a World Series, beating the Astros, dethroning them or whatever, you would tell me you take the Mets right now in a four out of seven and you put them against the Yankees, if that would be the Subway Series, I'd take Mets all day. Just off of pitching what they've done and just through the fact you add a guy like Carlos Carrera, the, the, the new owner – you know, there was a headline. I think I saw it. It was either USA Today or SI. It was a headline. New owner of Mets embarrassing everybody else, other owners. And I don't know if that just means the moves, the money he's spending or whatever, but the Mets, make no mistake about it, with old Buck Showalter, they're all the way in. They're all the way in. Now, going to completing 162 is two different things. What do you got? How do you have to feel right now if you're a Giants fan? Because at first you had the reports that Aaron, you got True, landed Aaron Judge, okay, and he goes back to New York. Then you get Correa, and and the front office lets him go back, go go on to New York. So what? How, how what kind of faith do you have to have as offseason moves continue to, to partake? Like, are you even going to buy into even Passan is reporting reporting something, Rosenthal's reporting something, and and somebody do the Mets? You almost have to take that with a grain of salt at this point because the front office just can't seem to lock anybody down. Well, first of all, I'm not going to feel sorry for Giants fan on the or the San Francisco Giants fan considering the run they just went on not too long ago. One thing you got to forgot to add to that, uh, you know, adding salt to the injury is that they got to watch their Hall of Fame manager uh, Bochy come out of retirement, bad hip and all. I think Bochy still got a bad hip. But he's I don't going think to hips the hips necessarily get better. Yeah, he's going to the Giants. I'm not Giants. I mean the Rangers. So add that to answer. But I'm not feeling sorry for Giants fan man. They had a hell of a run not too long ago. What they captured three World Series like in five years, six years, or something like that. I'm not feeling sorry for them. It takes a while to get back. That's what I'm saying. No one's feeling sorry for Patriots fans. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for Spur fan. That's just one of the things that just comes down in the cycle of being a fan. Nobody's feeling sorry because you, you got to go through. Now, you can have certain teams that got expectations. And for those diehards that's been there for a while, it's a tough pill to swallow. But nobody's feeling. I'm not feeling sorry for the Giants. I don't care if they did get uh, flirted with and thought they had it. You know, it's just the way it goes. 1-800-707-9760. Also, um, we didn't give it to yesterday, but I, I meant to give a shout out. And congratulations to the UT women's volleyball team. I guess they won the national title and women's volleyball. I do not keep up with women's volleyball, but, you know, shout out to the Longhorns. I mean, every, like when everybody bringing titles to UT, you know, competing in them. When, when is the football team going to do their part? I mean, they're the ones that's funding everybody. They funding the women's volleyball team. They funding the baseball team down there. Even the baseball got some rich tradition down there, home in uh, Roger Clemens. But when is the football team going to come to the party and do their part? I mean, the baseball team was just in a World Series final like a couple years ago, not too long ago. You got the women's team winning a national title. I mean, the basketball team up until, you know, Chris, Bird, Chris Beard decided to go Ike Turner. You know, eat the cake anime. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's a serious situation. Domestic violence is very serious. That's my disclaimer. That's as good as you're going to get from me in 2020 being PC. You know, but the reality of it is, is that they got a team that looked like they're a sweet 16 team. Now, I don't know. And speaking of that, Chris Beard, is he still employed? I almost forgot to ask. But now that I was talking, what is the football team? He still got a job, right? 
I haven't heard otherwise. Man. Wow. Ain't that something? You know things. You know that you you know that you know things are different. When you can pretty much go Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz on your fiance, allegedly, according to the reports. And it's already over a week later almost, and you still got, they still ain't fired you. And it's in the clause. Must be nice. Must be nice. Okay. Not too many people can get away with that. You know, especially at the collegiate level, you know, especially in that sport in basketball, you know. Hell, Jawan Howard was basically about to get kicked out of the Big Ten because he wanted to go a uh, ass whip on the Wisconsin coach, and he was and they had to pray, they had to write, he had to light candles to keep his job. And Chris Beard and I'm not saying hey, it's not my call, but I'm just saying he went Ike Turner, eat the cake, man, May, and he's still employed. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. 
The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing 1-800-707-9760 is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Keep in mind, Stoli Vodka is handcrafted in Latvia, and the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka. Official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, keeping it moving um, with some of the things. First off, because as we dive into NFL, I uh, want to give thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, probably, again, you know, Frank Har- uh, Franco Harris is... You know, in my childhood, that was still a little bit before my time. I was a baby at that time when Frank was doing his thing. Um, But I know that early on, you know, when I started paying attention to the NFL, really, after in 83, and I would say probably by 87 is when I really started paying attention to everything NFL. And that's when I basically was adopted and understood NFL films and, you know, the Sable family and all that. And that play from Franco Harris, the Immaculate Reception. That is the one I think that really, you know, I don't know, in my opinion, just, you know, coming across, in my opinion, in my eyes, that's the shot that really, I believe, for me, put NFL films on the map in regards to, and not just NFL films, more about where the narrative of a story was told when you have the old frozen tundra lambo you know the whole eerie you know the narrative and that guy died a while back too but that is a iconic not just play but caught on film and because honestly you only see that one angle from it you never see really and they got that one other shot where they take you where it's like a reflection but the one where you just see his eyes and it comes iconic lost the good one uh, today didn't know I, I don't know they still haven't released why he passed I didn't know if he was in bad health or not I mean I've everybody's seen Frank out uh he's he's made public appearances I can't think when the last time but it's not like he's been hiding for years you've seen Frank out a lot but uh, on TV and stuff but definitely a, a tough one for Steelers Nation and the black and yellow and it's eerie because I think what well, this is marking coming up on the 50th anniversary of that play and I think they were going to be playing the game in a couple days replaying it well, yeah. So first off, I mean the the matchup this weekend in recognition, you know, it is mm-hmm. Steelers versus Raiders, just True. like it was that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the network is replaying that game, but also at the game, uh, Franco Harris's number thirty two was being retired by the Steelers. Wow. They were, I mean, they were rolling out the red carpet for this event. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, and uh, so the timing of everything is just. Just wow, and you know, uh, thoughts and thoughts and prayers out to his family uh, as as they you know, and it it, it compounded, of course, too, because you're right around the holiday season, and 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 yeah, so we get caught up in the the football moment, but your holiday season and everything, it just just yeah, sad wow. situation. It seems like we, I know, in 2020, there was a big thing made because we lost a lot of deaths of slurry people, and I mean, we know what we were dealing with in COVID and stuff, but. You know, this year it seems like we've lost quite a bit of, of, of you know, public figures, I should say. 
Um, so again, thoughts and prayers out to uh, Frank O'Harris and his family, uh, 72 years old. Uh, and speaking of that, you know, game, Pittsburgh, you're right, that game this weekend in Raiders, and the reason why that's even a big deal, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but weather's going to play a big factor this weekend in games. I mean, it's, it's weird that it is Christmas weekend. I mean, last year here in Christmas, it was sunny, and you could wear shorts. That ain't going to be the case this time around. I have no problem with that. But that Raiders and Steelers game is going to be. Now, I've heard a different couple of reports that it's minus four degrees. And I think it's going to feel like minus 18 or it might be really minus 18 plus windshield. Bitterly cold. If you look at Bills at Bears, minus 11. Seahawks and Chiefs, minus six. Saints at Browns, minus nine. Texans at Titans, five degrees, and Falcons at Ravens, seven degrees. That whole mid, I mean, and also it's playing havoc because today you've got a lot of mid east, east games up north. They, you got basketball games being canceled today because of weather and stuff. So it's going to be cold. Um, and you talk about a team coming from the desert, going to Pittsburgh. You know, they. I mean, they got a little bit left. I mean, both those teams, I don't really see it, you know, anticipating to make the playoffs. But, yeah, that is eerie that they were going to be – you know, honoring him, and then, you know, here he is. He passes this morning. Uh, what do you got? So as you look at the weather with this upcoming slate, then uh, is this a weekend for the unders? If, if you're if, if you're taking a trip out to out to Vegas just to go see family or you're going out of, out of state, because, of course, no legalized gambling here in the state of Texas, um, I think but this is this is a weekend for the unders because of the weather for a lot of those teams? Look, the professional handicappers will always tell you that when you're a totals player, first of all, I look at totals players as slot players in sports. Yeah, you ain't no different than the guy sitting at the old lady rolling the slot when you do nothing but totals play. With That's my nickels. That's all. And then you hit and think like, damn it, I'm going to stay here. Well, damn, I came back. Well, I was up 3,000, but I, dumbass. It's only scheduled to hit every once in a while. I, I can understand. I've always said this. I, look, I can count maybe on probably three fingers – Times that I've been sitting at a blackjack table, probably up about twelve to fifteen thousand dollars, and walked away down and there. I get that. I get that. But at a slot machine, when it's all covered, no. So you totals players, that's what I look at y'all as. Now look, but the handy, the professional handicappers will let you know when you talk about the cold weather doesn't really you know, correlate and automatically mean that it's going to be the under. What you pay attention to, to over and under, you pay attention to the wind gusts and the wind. If it's And some of these games are going to have gusts. I think that Buffalo and Chicago, man, they're expecting like 30, 40 mile an hour gust winds on top of temperature like that. I mean, good luck for these people that's having to play in this game. I mean, knowing they're in this and there's talks about, oh, did they cancel? Man, look, no. Now, snow and all what you have, you can't play through six feet of snow. You got to, you know, you put people in jeopardy getting to the games. But the reality is you pay attention to wind, high gust and winds, and plus the matchup. Of the, yeah, then you might look at the under, especially on those that are 40 and a half, you know, total. And I told you the unders have been, they're coming in like a 62% clip if you're into those things this year. But back to the situation at hand in football. So rest in peace to Franco Harris. Uh, but speaking of football, uh, we're going to kind of treat this kind of like maybe a little bit like a Friday show since we're off the rest of the week uh you won't hear us after today uh so we'll look at some of these matchups and we'll start uh with the the, the main one there's some key matches first of all the one tomorrow night between the jets and jacksonville that is a big game 
the Tennessee Titans have left the door open for the Jacksonville Jaguars to go ahead and still win that AFC South, which would be a total embarrassment for and, and I understand Tennessee's going through a retooling. But if you're let me tell you something, Dougie P wins the AFC South this year. He's going to win it the next two years. Mark the tape. If he finds a way to win it this year by sliding the back door, they're going to win the AFC South the next two years. Barring barring something happens to sunshine or major, you know, injuries because they're going to get better. So to me, they've opened the gate. That is a big game tomorrow between the Jets. I told you the other day, I don't feel that, you know, Salah says, hey, man, this this instant coffee era we're in. I'm like, well, you didn't handle it right. You know what I'm saying? Like you threw this kid out to the wolves and now you're asking for sympathy and patience. What kind of Zach Wilson is going to play tomorrow? Jacksonville's coming in hotter than fish grease. Now that game's going to be, it's going to be cold as hell in that game. I don't know the temperature for that, but that whole East coast starting tomorrow and going into Christmas weekend is going to be freezing. But Jacksonville got something to play for all of a sudden. They're moving the ball. Um, they're still questionable on defense, but they make stops when they can. They're not a they that's probably if you look at Jacksonville, that's one thing that they probably do have to improve on is maybe the back end and their defense. You know, and maybe get a couple, maybe get Trevor another good big receiver. I mean, the running back is obvious. You know, he missed last year, but ETN, he's the real deal. But this game means a lot. And if you and the Jets are still playing for something. You know, they're still in a wild card situation in the AFC playoffs. So that kicks off tomorrow with a big one on Thursday night uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh, gosh. And it pains me, man, because I love, well, I shouldn't say love, but I, I really got a lot of respect for Jeff Bezos. I really do. He does a lot of, he's done a lot of charity to the African-American community. He's, again, I remember reading about this dude when Amazon was a penny stock, man, when he had a warehouse and no one cared anything, but because he really put, and first of all, the mall industry was dying anyway. You know, people think Jeff killed the mall and oh man, he just killed retail. It was dying anyway, man. We're in a fast situation. Nobody wanted to take time. Oh man, I can just sit here and I can eat and be in my computer and just order something. It was dying anyway. He just put it on steroids. He just he just came and put a plug a lot clear. But it was it. But Amazon is awful. They they've got to improve this. And look, before we get into games, because I want to get into this matchup, this Eagles that all of a sudden Michael Parsons feeling kind of sick to the stomach. He's he's come down with an illness. Like talked all that junk last week. Okay. Probably didn't turn on some film of Garden Minshew in case you got to get Garden Minshew booty. And he's like, oh, damn. Whoa, man. I'm feeling kind of. Remember last year, I think he missed the Philly game because of COVID. I think it was last year or some year before that he missed it. Look, I want to get to that game. But the news, because I talk about Amazon and that game kicks off tomorrow. The news that SI is reporting and a couple other you know outlets are reporting, it is huge. It's huge for me because I've waited and I wanted to see because all this streaming, oh, they're gonna get this, and you know, we're gonna I wanted to know who was gonna finally come and bump direct TV off of this witness protection program that they've had, such as the NFL. Direct TV would have been gone a long time ago if it wasn't for the NFL. But the news is coming out that you Google's YouTube. I didn't even know Google bought Google owns YouTube. I didn't even know That's that. Like eight years ago. Yeah, I've been. I didn't even know that. See, let me tell you. I only care about who owns Sports Grind. I'm, I'm saying, like, say certain guys that I follow. But I was like, damn, I guess they do. It was obvious on the rest. Like, well, you missed that one, Calvin. But Google has allegedly struck a deal with the NFL for the Sunday ticket, putting it on their YouTube 
display. $2.5 billion a year is supposed to be the tag that they're going to be paying. Mm. And the packages are supposed to be similar to what you're paying to get the tag. I've been waiting for that. And to me, I believe, and I'm hoping, Google, YouTube, the whole streaming thing, I'm, I would like to think they're going to be able to roll this out and it's going to be a little bit better because we're talking about the Sunday ticket. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. I, but, it, but it sounds like that's the truth. But 2.5, but not total contract, a year. But back to the matchups, big one tomorrow. You want to add something to that? Well, just on, on the note of the YouTube, uh, that's up 1.5 is what DirecTV was paying. Um, so It's about a billion more. You're, you're racking up there. But I thought where I thought you were going with this correlation is because one of your biggest gripes with Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football is the delay. Okay, now this is Amazon's first foray into live sports. Mm -hmm. YouTube has been there before. Okay. YouTube has MLB free game of the week. Uh, and YouTube TV has already been doing live television for a while now. Um, they have to roll this out without that much of a delay for this to be a success, right? Especially at that kind of a price tag and getting Sunday ticket, not just well, a one game a week deal. Well, yeah, I don't like, look, this came across my radar because they've kept it quiet. That's the reason why I know there's some truth to it because this hasn't really leaked. And, and we live in a world where everything leaks. Um, so there's not a start. I don't know when this goes in effect. I don't know what year this is supposed to be. I doubt it. It would be in effect next year. It, we're probably talking maybe 2024, 2025. Assuming could be wrong. You know, NFL can make things happen quicker when they want to. But the, the, I would like to think that Google, okay, no disrespect to Amazon, but Google, and like you're saying, YouTube, they, they're not new to this. I think that they're going to be ready. I think it's going to be it's going to be better. I think it's going to be ready to go. I don't think there's going to be probably that delay and lag. Um, I think it's going to be ready to go. And plus, I think they also said that it's going to be on some of their primetime channels. And who knows? I mean, you know, there's there's a channel. Has YouTube created a channel on, on a major cable? They've got their own. Like, no, YouTube. YouTube has YouTube TV. Well, YouTube TV. But do they have a Because they're saying their main channel. They don't have any type of YouTube TV are, on a major they are network. streaming standalone okay. product. I think it'll be better. It'll be better. So you won't be It'll able be to better. flip. Well, you will because it, it operates in a sense like cable cow. So I think mm. you'll like this better. Right. Because yeah. you can run more than one game at a time. It is like flipping yeah. channels. You have a guide. It's not just one product on one screen. And then you're going to be at And if you haven't time. been a subscriber, I tried it one year with DirecTV and really, you know, it was just I found myself still downstairs, not in the game room, basically watching Red Zone still more than even direct so i'm like man that i waited all for this i feel like ralphie with the decoder pen i'm like man i've been thinking about direct tv for a long time but i've always used to live i've lived in a lot of apartments and really you can't have it so i'm thinking like man i can't wait and then when i got it it was like you know like seriously don't forget to drink your old team like i was just a letdown you know they may call me forever with that dish like hey you still got the dish hey it's on my roof you can come get it if you want it i ain't doing nothing man i thought it was a trial any damn way i might turn it back on those annoying couple, yeah. But anyway, so I'm excited for it because then also you can you can I think you I'll be able to watch that and then have red zone right there. You know, can you imagine that guy's job? Everybody think that guy's job that does a red zone is easy. That's not an easy job. Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen. That's not easy what Scott does. I mean, because you're there and people think, well, man, you just watch football. I mean, you got producing here and then you got to sit there for six. What is that? Six, eight hours. 
seven okay. hours seven, of commercial yeah, free football. Man. And he's so passionate about it too. The witching hour. I'm like, yeah, man, just hurry up and get. And they never go to the game that you want. Like, it's the Reds. Like, come on, man, they're marching. But no, that's the genius too. And keep in mind, all stuff under Roger Goodell's watch. People ask, what has he done? Why does he pay? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's popped up under Roger Goodell's watch. Cowboys, Eagles. Nick says, hey, don't count out Jalen just yet. He might still play. I don't think he should play. The desert has put this line like Jalen Hurts is not going to play. Dallas is a four and a half favorite, which is crazy. The Philadelphia Eagles should still be favored in this game. Wick Minshew. They're a better team. They're a better team, I think, all the way around. And definitely, you know, foundation picks. I don't, I don't know when I'll have those out. This We'll probably try to get those out here soon or this weekend. I can tell you right now, if I do, most likely this is going to be in there because I'll still be rolling with Gar Minshew to cover that. I don't know if Philly will win because I think Dallas needs to win. But this whole notion, because first of all, he shouldn't play. Because I think it's more important for Philly to make a Super Bowl run than to worry about you know sweeping Dallas for the season. Yeah, the fans, it's the bragging rights. I get it. He was called out pretty much. I mean, Micah Parsons called him a system quarterback. That's pretty much what Micah did on Von Miller's podcast. He can sugarcoat it. He can say, well, I just like to talk football, man. Y'all can do it. Well, well, why can't we talk football? No, nah, Micah, you, we know, you know the unwritten rule. Like if you call a – and I think we've gotten better with this, but if you consider a quarterback manager, like a game manager, that used to be like bad. And I think that's improved. But the other thing you don't do is call a certain quarterback a system quarterback. That's the ultimate disrespect. That's what Micah did. Now, you – and I've told you, Jalen wants to play this game. They're going to have to hold Jalen back from not playing. If this was a playoff game or if the division was on the line, he would be playing. If the Dallas Cowboys would have ate some time off the clock and ran the ball when they were up and they would have beat Jacksonville last week, Jalen Hurts would be playing this game. They took the interest out of it. Dallas didn't do their part. They limping in. They leaning on Jesus. They leaning on Jesus come. And, you know, we've talked a lot, and I've given them credit because of the D-line, but if we really want to keep it real, what has happened really to the Dallas defense? Go look at the Texans game. The, the Texans moved the ball up and down the field as well, too. They got stopped at the goal line with the game on the line. Jacksonville moved the ball up and down. Where is the defense at? It ain't just Dak, man. This ain't got every old oh, Dak. Is the, no, man, where's the defense at, too? Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back.